for thee. Come now. Yes, I drew 
by his power divine kept from the world unspotted 
chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Beginning with verse 1. <clears throat> These words you find. Now, about that time, Herod, the king, stretched forth his hand vex certain of the church and he killed James the brother of John with the sword and because he saw it pleased Jews he proceeded further to take Peter also and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him, delivered him under four quintillions of soldiers to keep him intended after Easter to bring him, bring forth the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church under God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, and that same night, <clears throat> Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light shined in the prison, smote Peter on the side, and raised him up saying, Arise, go quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said to him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was which was done by an angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth into the city, which opened, opened them of his own accord. And they went out, and he passed through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come himself, come to himself, he, he said, Now I know a surety that the Lord had sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered these things, came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered there praying. And he knocked at the door of the gate. A damsel came and hearkened named Rhoda, and when she knew it was Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran and told Peter how Peter stood before the gate. 
And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It's his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I know y'all ain't used to me reading that much <laughs> of a text, but it just got good to me. It's, you, 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 need to, you need to see the whole picture here. And they went to the door, and they were astonished. <clears throat> I want to talk for a few minutes from this subject. Astonished, but not surprised. Astonished, <clears throat> but not surprised. Let me, if you will, carry all of us back to a time, those who are older, those who've been around here a while, a time in life that many of us have forgotten about. <clears throat> I don't know if they still make them. I don't know if they're still on the market, but it, there used to be this toy <clears throat> that we used to play with called Jack in the Box. Anybody remember Jack in the Box? Now, now I know kids now would think that was crazy. <laughs> kids now, they would not be interested because babies now are searching the internet. <laughs> they're on the internet, they're looking at YouTube. Babies wouldn't think much about the jack-in-the-box now, but to us, it was an amazing toy. You would turn the handle. Anybody remember? You would turn the handle, and you were hearing this music, this music, and dum Y'all remember it, y'all remember it, yeah. And at a certain point, goes the weasel. It'd jump out, just pop out. And, and it was fascinating as a child. And even, even after you caught on, even after you knew what was going to happen, you, you, it was still sort of fascinating. And at least for a while, you would go on and turn it again. And it would pop out again and again and again. But, but as you grew older, as you grew more mature, <clears throat> once and all, all at once, it didn't do for you what it used to do. <laughs> at least I hope it doesn't. <laughs> As you began to get older, it no longer gave you that jolt that it gave you when it popped out of the box. As a matter of fact, over time, it got to be a little annoying. Same thing over and over and over again. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, I can understand how we can get that way with the jack-in-the-box. But I wonder sometimes if the same thing doesn't apply to our relationship with God. Are y'all hearing this? Could it be 
That, that the first time that God moved on your behalf, the first time that God worked something out, you were totally captivated. You were completely all in. But over time, God has worked so many things out. God has done so much until we've grown used to him now. Are y'all hearing me? We've grown used to him, and we, we've grown used to the way that he moves. He's done so many times. He's done so much, and he's done it so many times that we are no longer fascinated by what God does. Could it be that over time, the goodness of God no longer fascinates us? But now we look at it as business as usual. It wakes you up every morning. Business as usual. Food on your table. Business. Are y'all hearing me? Kept your enemies away from you last night. Business. Y'all ain't hearing me. As usual. In this text. God has done a miraculous thing. And the thing that I want to point out to you this morning is that when people heard it, when people saw what God had done, they had already, these people had already seen miracle after miracle. In this series, we've been talking about all the miracles that were working among the people. They had seen miracle after miracle. But when they saw this, according to the text, they were still astonished. And according to the text, persecution of the church continues. But now it seems that persecution is less by the religious authorities. And now the government has gotten involved. You remember it was the high priest, it was the religious folk that were persecuting the Christians, but now the government is involved. All right, all right. Bible says now Herod stretched forth his hand to vex the church. They were already being vexed by other church folk. But now the government, now he stretches forth his hand to vex the church. And the way he did it, he killed James. Had James put to death. He killed James, the brother of John. Now we've already seen the death of the first deacon. That didn't stop it. So now let's kill some preachers. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? So now, now he puts one of the apostles to death. Y'all hear me? This is, this is James, the apostle James, one of the first disciples that Jesus called, James. One of the three inner circle. You remember Peter, James, John, that James. Yeah, yeah, he put him to death, referred to as one of the sons of thunder. This is the same James whose mama went to Jesus and said, let my sons, you sit on one side and the other on the other side. And Jesus asked him then, you think you can, they can sit where I sit? And she said, yeah. She had no idea that one day he would sit with. Are y'all hearing? Put James to death. But scripture says, since Herod, he's a politician, so he saw how much it pleased the people that he killed James. 
So he only could imagine if they, if they love my killing James so much, how pleased would they be if I put Peter to death also? <laughs> Y'all hearing me? So he decided, I've already killed James. The people love that. So now I'll, I'll kill Peter. I'll kill the leader of the pack. But he decided now, rather than to put him to death right now, let me live off of this for a minute. Rather than putting him to death right now, I'm going to lock him up in jail until after the Passover. I want to kill him right now. Here, put him in jail until the Passover is over. Now you remember, let me tell you what that's about. You remember uh, at the Passover when uh, Jesus was there, they wanted to destroy him and and the law was that they had to release one prisoner. And uh, he, they thought, he thought, Pilate thought that if he would give them that choice that they would select Jesus. But at that point, they had to release a prisoner and the people said, give us Barabbas. And so Jesus remained there with a sentence of death. So he says, I, I ain't going to put this to the people. I'm going to wait until after the Passover so that I can go ahead and do what I want to do. I decided to wait after Passover so that I can put him to death. It's the same prison. <laughs> this prison they locked Peter up in to hold him. Think about it. It was the same prison that they locked him up in in chapter 5. Y'all yes, yes. remember they locked him up in chapter 5? They locked him in the prison, chapter 5, and the angel of the Lord opened the doors and let him out. And here they go putting him back in the same prison. But since it's the same prison and since he got out last time, this time, we're going to shackle his feet. We're going to chain his hands. Put him in the innermost part of the prison and then we're going to assign 16 soldiers to watch him. Let's see if he gets out of this. Are y'all hearing me? Get the picture now. Two soldiers slept on either side of him. Some soldiers watched the door of the inner prison. So they and there were some that watched the doors of the outer prison. And yeah, yeah they put guards everywhere. And then on the outside of that, there are these great iron gates. Ain't no way in the world he gonna get out of here this time. Are y'all hearing me? Herod took every precaution, did everything that he could to make sure that he would not escape this time. But there was one thing Herod did not figure in his plan. The thing that he didn't figure on was a praying church. Y'all ain't hearing me. All right, all right. Counted everything else, but he, he, he did not figure on a praying church. So, here is Peter in a maximum security prison, waiting to be put to death with 16 soldiers assigned to watch him. But the church is praying. church is praying. What was Peter doing? Well, watch this. Peter is asleep. <laughs> Y'all don't know when to shout. Y'all don't know. Peter 
is sleeping, surrounded by enemies, locked up, facing a death sentence. Even the gods around him can't go to sleep. But Peter, <laughs> sleep. I want to be anybody that knows God will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is saved on him. The angel showed up. Angel, all these gods, but the angel showed up. Touch Peter on it. He was sleeping so sound the angel had to touch him. Light came on and this light shone out of heaven and the light didn't wake him up. The angel had to touch him. Get, get up, Peter. And before he could say anything, the chains just fell off. Anybody ever had chains that fall off? Just, you been doing, the, the, the chain just fell off. And the angel said to him, put your clothes on. Gird yourself. Put on your shoes. Put on your coat. Come on and follow me. <laughs> so here's Peter. Trying to figure out what's going on following this angel and even in his mind even then he said this must be a vision this can't be real he's following this angel and he passed by the soldiers at the first ward passed by the soldiers in the second ward and when they finally get to those gates the gates just swing y'all ain't hearing me well, don't you tell me God won't open doors for you gates swung wide open. Now Peter is free. He's out on the street and yeah the Bible says at that point the angel left him there. Now he's gone through all of this and he's sort of in a daze. He's coming to himself and he realizes that wasn't a vision at all. This thing is real. This thing is real. Now I know, verse 11, now I know the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from the expectations of the people of the Jews. I know God this. I know it was the Lord. Any, anybody ever come out of something and come out of it in such a way that you knew it wasn't nobody but the Lord? Are you hearing me? Oh, you paid a lawyer, but you know it wasn't a lawyer. Nobody but the Lord. Yeah, you went to the doctor, but it wasn't a doctor. It was nobody but... He, he knew when he came to himself, he knew exactly where to go. He knew the Lord had delivered him, and he knew exactly where to go. He knew where to find his crowd. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Children of God, you ought to always know where to find your crowd. Oh, 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 oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. The folk on the street, they always know where to find their crowd. Well, yeah, Christians ought to always know where to go to find their crowd. When he came to himself, he went to Sister Mary's house. Now, Mary is the, this Mary is the mother of John Mark. Mark, Mark, the writer of the gospel. This is his house, his mother's house. He goes to that house, but, 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 but he realizes that, that that's where the church was gathering. 
not, not in the synagogue, in, in Sister Mary's house. Amen. So he went, found his way he, he, to find the church, and the church was gathered at Sister Mary's house. And guess what they were doing? They were there praying for their pastor. They were having a prayer meeting, and they were praying for Peter. Follow me now. Peter knocked at the door. Stood there knocking at the door. And they were so busy praying. I can hear them now. Lord, here we are once more and again. I can hear it. I can hear them praying. Yeah, I, they thank God that this that, that last night's lying down in my sleep. I wasn't in my in my winding sheet. And I could hear them praying now. They they're just going on and Peter there. Y'all hear me? The answer to that prayer is they're knocking on the door. A little girl, a little girl who, who wasn't all that involved. She heard the knock. She ran to the door and she saw who it was and she ran back and said, yeah, uh, I heard a voice at the door. Peter is at the door. Are y'all hearing me? These people are hiding. They're hiding. They know that the church is under attack, but this little girl has gone, heard Peter's voice and say, Peter, is at the door. She heard Peter's voice, ran, told them that he, he's at the door. And these praying folk, y'all hear me? These folk who were praying for him to get out of jail. Are y'all hearing me? These praying folk thought she had lost her mind. Praying folk, praying for the pastor to get out. And these praying folk thought she was mad. But the little girl, she kept on insisting, saying, yeah, yeah, Peter is at the door. And they still wouldn't get it. These praying folks said, no, it must be Peter's angel. <laughs> get this now. The iron gate at the prison swung open without Peter even having to touch it. And now he can't even, get, can't even get in the door where the church is meeting. Y'all ain't hearing me. Can't even get in the church where a group of believers are praying for him. He has to stand there knocking at the door. They finally opened the door. And when the Bible says that when they open the door, here's where I want to get to. It says they were astonished. My brothers and my sisters, as many times as I've studied this passage, and I thought it was strange that these praying folk, they were praying for Peter, and then they were surprised when God answered their prayer. But the truth is, when I look at it, the Bible doesn't say they were surprised. It says they were astonished. You see, surprise means when something happens unexpectedly. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. You see, when I pray and I talk to God, I expect God. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
Surprise means that something comes unexpectedly, and I, I don't believe that anybody who earnestly prays, prays without expecting God to do something. I believe that these folk were praying, and I believe that they were expecting God to move. So I believe that the writer carefully selected this one word, astonished. He didn't use the word surprised. He used the word astonished. Astonished means to be amazed. It means to be overcome with wonder. My brothers and my sisters, it's been over 65 years now since I invited Jesus to come into my life. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I didn't have the understanding then that I have now, but I did have a clear understanding that Jesus loves me. I had a clear understanding that he died on a cross so that I could live. Even as a child, even as a child, that, that, was, that, was, that was astonishing to me. Not, not only that, as a child, I marveled over the idea that he got up from the grave. I was a child, but that was astonishing to me that he defeated death. That was my childhood understanding. And like the Apostle Paul, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I, I thought as a child. I understood as a child. But even in my childhood, Jesus was a wonder to me. I, I was even more amazed. I was even more amazed as I began to grow older. And as I grew older and I learned that all he did... He did it while I was still a sinner. That was even more of a wonder to me. Are y'all hearing me? Even before I started trying to get my life together, he was working on my behalf. And now, even as an older man, it still amazes me that when he got up from the grave, all my sins were washed away. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, over my lifetime, I've seen God do so many things. I wonder if I got a witness here. He's opened doors that nobody else could open. So many times he stepped into what I thought was an impossible situation and made ways out of no way. Y'all ain't hearing me. All I'm saying to you is that even after all of this time, I am still astonished by God's grace. He moves uh, so many times uh, that I'm no longer surprised. Uh, even after all of this time, uh, are y'all hearing me? I'm still astonished. Maybe don't get astonished. Let me say it another way. I'm still amazed. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm amazed uh, by his grace. That amazing grace 
that saved, yes, a wretch like me. I'm amazed by his goodness toward me. I'm amazed by his faithfulness to me. I'm amazed by his unfailing compassion toward me. I'm amazed that his mercies, they are new every morning. And most of all, I'm amazed by his love. Are y'all hearing me? We're getting ready right now to celebrate that amazing love. A love that gave uh, his only begotten son uh, to be born uh, in a manger, uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes, uh, a son uh, to be born uh, to die uh, for the sins uh, of this world. For God so loved the world that he gave uh, his only begotten son, uh, that whosoever believe in him would not perish, uh, but have uh, everlasting life. Uh, but I thank God uh, he suffered, uh, he bled, uh, and he died, uh, but he ain't dead. Because yeah. early uh, Sunday morning, uh, he got up. Uh, he got up with all power in his hand on my way to my seat now. Yeah. But I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. And I wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned and unclean. How? How wonderful, and my soul will ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior love for me. I am amazed, I am amazed at his keeping power. He's keeping me every day. He my heart, he keeps my mind, he keeps my soul oh, to be kept by Jesus, oh, to be kept by Jesus, kept by his power divine, kept from the world unspotted, fretting where Jesus has gone. Yes, I would be nothing, I would be nothing without him. But ah, ah, yes, thou shalt be, thou shalt be my all, my all, and all. Oh, to be kept. Oh, to be kept. Oh, to be kept. Any kept folk in the house? Oh, to be kept by, by Jesus. Yeah, yes. We celebrate his keeping. Yeah. 
we, although we are astonished, we are amazed, we are not surprised. Because he's done so much for us. He's done it so many times. We are living witnesses that he will hear your cry. And that he will answer. By and by. So today, we celebrate his keeping. And even now, he desires to keep you. He desires to be your keeper. And I want now to give you the opportunity. I want to give you the opportunity now to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. The word of God is clear. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. So if you're unsaved, you can turn that around right now. He wants to turn your life. He wants to save you right now. If you're already saved, you're already saved. You're already a part of the body of Christ, but you, you've been around here now for two years, three years, and this COVID thing has had you in. You're just not getting out. You ain't even had a chance to look for a church. But God has allowed you to be here this day. And because he's been good to you and because he's brought you here this day, you have this opportunity now to find your church family have an opportunity now to become a part of the community of the redeemed this Salem family if you're here you desire to become a part of this family let me just invite you to move right now to this front seat if you just begin moving right now Jesus keep me near the cross if you're unsaved and want to be saved you ought to be moving today Jesus keep me near the cross somebody ought to be moving yeah 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 yes Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. All right, all right. Just found. Come on, come on. Fountain. Listen to him. He's speaking.
bow your head right now. We, we've got to got to get back to this moment. This is the most important moment in the life of the church. If we are not effective in this moment, we might as well shut the doors. This is the moment of decision. And I want you to pray that if there's anybody who needs to move right now, that they will find the courage to move. That they will find what they need to make this decision now. Tomorrow is not promised. Can't afford to wait till next Sunday. Tomorrow is not promised. If you need to move, now is that time. Church is, church is praying for you. Shut so
my give Lord, him glory. My Lord, my Lord. Give him glory not because yeah, yeah, he yeah. woke you up this morning. Give him glory not because you're putting breath in your body right now. Give him glory not because he put yeah, food yeah, on yeah, the yeah. table. Give him glory not because he brought you here in your car, but give him glory because he is God. Oh, and beside God. him there is no what? And he's worthy of your best praise. I'm telling you, he's worthy. Somebody need to praise him. You'll feel better if you praise him. You ought to give him praise because he's worthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. something been piercing through my ears all morning long. Somebody behind me said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. And my heart welled up because there is nobody like Jesus. My world might be going all in any kind of way, but there's still nobody 
taking care of our pastor while he was able to get rest. Thank God for the Lord taking care of the first lady during our, their time of rest and praise God for his return today. And just want to thank God for the word of God. The word of God is continually a lamp unto our feet a light unto our pathway that even when things are darkest God's word can show us a way a way out of anything that may look like trouble just some pastoral notes I want to if you will just continue in prayer with those in our family who are dealing with sickness my indication that brother Dion Brother Dion Bush is in the hospital. If you would just pray. Brother Dion is a faithful yes. servant of God. Yes. And we just want God to raise him back up and put him back in place. Any, any other of the family of God that dealing with sickness, we want to God ask God to, if it is will to heal, heal. Yeah. But if it's his will to carry you through, carry you through. Amen. And be there with you. Continue prayer for those in our family who are dealing with uh, the bereavement of death. Uh, continue to pray for Brother Michael Hector and family who yesterday we uh, memorialized and funeralized his wife, Deidre. Uh, for Brother and Sister, Brother Joe and Sister Janet Oden on the passing of Janet, a daughter of uh, Barbara in Fort Worth, Texas, and continue to pray for our own sister Joanne Miller, who is convalescing at home. Brother Art, I, I'm on the uh, on the on YouTube every Sunday, and and I see Brother Art giving praise to God even in the situation, yeah. having to take care of Sister Joanne at home, praising God where he is. Um, wanna we have our youth and child of the month and want to make sure we uh, give honor to those who have gotten it our our youth of the month is Caitlin Greer amen give God praise for Caitlin daughter of Antonio and Rosalind Greer and our child of the month is brother Kenneth Sanderson amen so give amen. God praise for brother Kenneth parents Stephen and Jessica Sanderson we want to thank God Thank God again. Thank God for these young people who are behind us who right. give praise to God in their singing. Amen. Amen. 
want to make sure that next week. Is it 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock. Next week, 3 o'clock, um, Salem Church and our pastor will be the guest of the Salvage Baptist Church where our own sister Joanne Malone uh, is pastor in Winder, Georgia. I think that is 26 South William Street, Winder, Georgia. And so if you, uh, if you are able, we would ask that you will come out and support not only the pastor but be uh, in support of the ministry there in Winder, Georgia, 26 South William Street, Winder, Georgia, the Salvage Baptist Church, where Joanne Malone is pastor. So go ahead and put that in your calendar. I know you got your calendar with you. It'll take five seconds. Three o'clock next Sunday. That is the 11th of December. Amen. Amen. Want to give a couple shout outs this morning. I want to give a couple shout outs. One, I want to give a shout out to our own Mark Anthony Smith. Amen. Amen. Give God praise for Mark Anthony Smith. Amen. Mark All Anthony right. Smith is one of our, our ministers who ministers well here in this church. Mark, uh, this past, I want to say it was Friday, graduated from the Southwestern Seminary. Fort Worth, Texas, with his Master of Divinity. Right. Amen. Amen. Thank God for him taking ministry seriously and getting through that coursework. I know he can now breathe a breath of fresh air because it's been a long time. I understand. Amen. So thank God for what he has done in the life of Brother Mark. Also, uh, I, I got a cousin here. Reverend Lamar Johnson, I want to thank God for his presence on today. Good to amen. see you. Cuz, amen. 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 amen, amen. amen. Thank God. Thank God for all of you. Thank God again continually uh, for your giving, for your gifts to the body of Christ, for your gifts to the kingdom of God. We'd ask that uh, both those in the sanctuary and virtually that you would uh, also continue to give. And thank God for your stewardship. God is doing wonderful things in the life of our church through the ministry of giving. Amen? Amen. Uh, to those... Yes. And we do have, we do have a funeral Saturday um, uh, for Sister Della... Bird, she is a sister of one of our members, and so we want to thank God and give God um, understanding that we're going to help with that. Thank God for for them allowing us to do that. Amen. 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 I know our brother came to me last week, and I, I thank God he went to the office and just didn't have that note. But thank God for that, being able to celebrate the life of their sister Amen. with our our family. I want to thank God for all of you and uh, who are in the sanctuary. Thank God for all of you who are with us virtually. As we leave the sanctuary, we ask those to my right, if you would, leave out the double doors. If you have gifts, we do have receptacles at the door. Uh, just remember to stay safe and uh, fellowship on the outside of the door. To those that are to my right and your left, if you would, single file out the uh, single door to our, to our right here, if you would. Thank God for you. If you will, just stand on your feet. Amen. Amen. Let me just, just just say one other thing here. And I, God bless all of you. So happy to see all of you. But uh, we, one thing that I have just sort of not not done, and we've got to get right back into it. Uh, let me just ask everybody 
who is not visiting us for the first time to have a seat. <laughs> Everybody who is not visiting with us for the first time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. You, so we, we, we're blessed to have you. Are there any other visitors that we have? We've got to get back to ourselves now. We, we don't want to ever take visitors for granted. I want to make sure that you understand that we love you here and that we are happy to have you here. So we're going to get back in the habit of making sure that we acknowledge our visitors and thank you for choosing Salem as your place of worship. One other thing I want to say now, we're coming down to the end of the year. We're coming down, we're going to let this year go and we're going to start off a brand new year. What I need for everybody to do is start calling up your friends and calling up your neighbors and tell them it's time to come back to church. Just tell them, tell them, tell them it's time. We 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 we've uh, we've given too much respect to this. We thank God we did respect it, and we still respect it. But we cannot allow it to keep us away from the church that we love. We 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 love being together now. If there are those, if there are those who are just genuinely afraid. Uh, and genuinely are not ready, I understand that. But I want you to begin to call your sisters and brothers and tell them, Pastor said, <laughs> it's time to come on back to church. We're going to be as safe. Amen. We're going to be as safe as we can. We're going to do all that we can to keep you safe. But you just cannot allow this thing to keep you in the house forever. And the truth of the matter is, you're not in the house forever anyway. You go everywhere else you want to go. You go, you go to Walmart, you go everywhere. It's, it's amazing that the church is the only place left where we can still catch that disease. Amen. It's time now for us to come on. Come on. So, so first Sunday in, in, in January, we're going to start the year out right, coming together. We're still going to do everything we can to make sure that we're safe. We're going to be it, do everything that we can to make sure that we do all the things we can. But it's time to come on back to church. Amen. Amen. God be with you. Till we meet again. Amen. God, God be with you. May God, may He be with you. God be with you until we us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy 
to the only wise God. May there be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority. All right, all right. And may it be both now, henceforth, and forevermore. Yes, and sir. the people of God said. Amen. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.